0: August 28, 1997. Everyone's been pointing at Anne McQueen and saying she's responsible for separating Don and I. No one seems quite sure if she knows where he is and has vowed not to tell, or if she knows he's not coming back. I've blown off the accusations because she's been my friend for 16 years. Or has she? She's always been the one I would call to make sure Don was okay, and in the recent past, when Don would stay out all night, Ann always calmed my fears by letting me know that he was safe. She never volunteered any information. I've always had to verbally pin her to the wall, but she's often been the only one who knew his whereabouts. I spent most of the day at the office trying to figure out what Ann's story is. She said that all of the property that was put in her name by Don and Wendell had nothing to do with Wendell and that Don was just making sure that Anne would never have to work again if anything ever happened to Don. Does she think I don't know Don well enough to know that he thinks everyone should work until they drop dead? She also wanted to be sure that I knew Don wanted some motel to go to her, etc., etc., etc. Madeline was in the office and heard all that was said, but her loyalties are certainly with Anne. I reminded her that Don had told me about putting a few parcels in her name at Wendell's insistence because Wendell cannot get away with stealing Don blind if I know what's going on. My first doubts in Anne surfaced a few months ago when she went from detesting Wendell to covering for him. It took a while to figure out why. Anne insisted that Don made no provisions for Wendell and that there were no trust documents whatsoever for the properties in her name. The phone rang, and although she was refusing to talk to the media, she found herself stuck on the phone when Wendell walked in. I took the opportunity to ask him about Don telling me that the properties in Ann's name had something to do with Wendell, and ask if he had anything in writing. He said that he and Don and Ann had all sat down and gone over that, and that Ann was in possession of all of the trust documents that would spell out how much of each property went to Wendell. I, disliking Wendell the way I do, did not clarify the situation as per Anne's version, but rather just looked at her and let her know that I knew she had lied. I could see the horror in her eyes and I thought she was going to puke. She hung up abruptly and asked Wendell to leave, but she did not dispute what he had just said. Anne said that she thinks something happened to Don on Sunday, August the 17th which perhaps is her way of saying she didn't believe I saw him Monday morning. I told her there were a lot of volunteers here on Sunday who saw him and pointed out to her that Monday, by noon, she was already frantically looking for Don by caging Kenny, paging Kenny Farr and then getting me on the phone and almost yelling, where in the hell is your husband? I had just walked in from the courthouse and I wasn't even aware that Don wasn't here. Why was she so nervous and upset? Now she denies it and says it was Tuesday that the call took place, but Tuesday I had already filed a missing persons report and had told her, so she wouldn't have been paging us to find Don on Tuesday. I asked Anne if she had anything in writing from Don about the motel, or any of the properties in her name, or even so much as a trust agreement, and she said no. I asked if she had any power of attorney, will, or anything that would allow her to continue in the operation of this business until his return, and again, the answer was no. We played this sort of cat-and-mouse game all day, and she had every child, grandchild, friend, and relative drop by during the day for no apparent reason. Madeline did nothing all day, as did Anne, which has been true of every visit I've ever made to this office. And then this is a separate entry with the same date. I spent the day in our real estate office quizzing Ann McQueen about the title search I did on her, showing five hundred thousand dollars plus of our properties titled in her maiden name. This had all been done in just the past few months. I asked for the alarm code and a set of keys. Ours were with Don, and I'd never had to open the office before. Don would go to the office maybe once a week or every other week and I didn't go there much at all. The last few months I've been going there much more than usual trying to convert our sloppy record-keeping system to a computer. Anne was fighting that every inch of the way. When I asked for a set of keys, Anne was suddenly very sick with a headache and had to go home. She claimed she was the only person with a set of keys and the code and everyone would have to leave so that she could lock up. I knew something was up then. She said she had to rest, but that she would make me a set of keys later that night and bring them to me in the morning. She gave me a bogus alarm code. My dad, Vernon Stairs, drove by around 5 p.m. After everyone had left at 4 p.m. and saw Madeline Gavini and Jesse McQueen, Anne's son, carrying files out of the office. They stopped when they saw he was watching them and drove back to Anne's. Later that night, I called Anne and asked what she had removed, and she quit. She told me to meet her at the office at 9 a.m., and she'd turn in her keys.